0: Welcome to Story Chats and Romance. I'm Elizabeth Madry,
1: and I'm here with my
2: two and a half co hosts. I'm Nora Atkins
1: and Valerie Comer. I assume that the half is Cooney. The half is She's Cooney. probably like a 10% because she's going to disappear anytime. She looks really mad. Oh. She's like, you know She, she, she <laughs> and I have had a couple of go arounds today. Are you
2: for You've got grumpy sunshine going there, you do. grumpy Cooney and sunshine Valerie. <laughs>
1: He's always the grumpy. (laughs) Always the grumpy. So
0: So today, as long as Cooney is going to forbear here, we're going to talk about CCR set in Georgia. We're continuing our trek through the United States in settings and locales, and we have split the region of the South up into a state-by-state extravaganza because it feels like there are an awful lot of books set in the south so are. Um, <laughs> so we're we're sort of picking state at a time and we're in georgia so um did you have trouble finding georgia
1: no no not <laughs> no, even a little bit i had <laughs> trouble narrowing it down to three or five or ten
0: <laughs> so excellent very good. Um I had a little trouble only because I was trying to stay away from coastal Georgia. Um because but why? well because I'm like then it's the same as North Carolina and South Carolina it's just the the east coast. So I was looking for inland. Um okay. so I did I did find I did find some inland
2: Georgia. Okay, Interesting. good. Well, we'll let you have that quirk <laughs> today. Thank you. I have two inland and one coast. There you go. That's what I ended up with. Is two two inland, one one
0: coast. So it will work. Um, I didn't have anything else really exciting to ask about Georgia. I I mean, do you have thoughts on Georgia? It's just it's Georgia. Which uh, I, I think Georgia. From I'm sorry. An international.
2: <laughs> pers- yeah, I think from an international perspective, Georgia is quite well known okay. as well. So as an Australian, I um, know they did have the olympics there in the mid-90s atlanta
0: yeah Yeah. so um you know they've been on the world stage a little bit
2: and movies
0: as well i (laughs) think movies are filmed often in georgia yeah that's true so okay very good we'll jump in then (laughs) we have nothing to say about georgia um the stories tell it all they do they do
2: so um you want to be first I will go first. So um, I'm going to talk about Carolyn Miller's um, books in the Independence Island series. So if you haven't heard about the Independence Island series, it's a multi-author series. There are 30 books. There are six authors. There are five islands and each author has written a book set on an island. And um, Tabitha Bolden was on the podcast I think that is going to air before this one so go back and listen to her spotlight episode and you can learn a bit more about her books so I thought I'd talk about Carolyn Miller's now I've talked about um, restoring Fairhaven before Mm -hmm. Um, that's the first one with Sam whose father um, has the the gardening business and she inherits that and the hero is Max and he's the reclusive author and so she's got the contracting job to do with his gardens. And then regaining mercy is Mindy, who's the reality TV show. Person who was the girl from the wrong side of the tracks that comes back to town as a single mum. You mentioned that one in
1: the reality TV one, I think. Yes,
2: yes. I'm about to tell you which ones I've mentioned them in in a minute, and then Dermot. So Dermot is the boss at um, Greener Gardens. So Greener Gardens really ties these books together, pretty much. I think every book relates to that. And the third one is Reclaiming Hope. And Callie was Max in book one, his assistant. So she was the author assistant who was living in and taking care of him. And his writing stuff and, and Kai
1: because she's bailing
2: oh bye-bye Cooney and then the hero in that one is Kai who's a pro surfer whose family have a vacation home on the island so in terms of finding where I've talked about these episodes restoring Fairhaven is probably in the first 10 or 12 that we recorded mm-hmm. when we weren't necessarily writing book names attached I know I've talked about it I couldn't find where I've talked about Regaining Mercy in episode 30, Beach Romance, and episode 39, Reality TV. And I've talked about Reclaiming Hope in episode 60, Recent Reads. And I think this whole island series is just, it's, I just love the setting. It's just beautiful. It's not a big tourist place. It's mainly locals that live there. And I've really enjoyed the books that I've read where we visited the islands off the coast of Georgia. And I knew it was Georgia because when they go inland, they go to some place in Georgia. So that's why I figured it's Georgia. <laughs>
0: I have a question about that because like these are made up islands. They're not real islands. So does that count as being set in Georgia when it's made
1: up islands off the coast? Sure it is well, because yeah. we can make up towns and we can make up neighborhoods in well-known cities. So why not make up islands?
2: Okay. Yeah, absolutely counts. And I mean, that's where they're anchoring the real life. I mean, a fictional town a fictional place needs to be anchored with by some distance to a real yeah. life place or then we're completely confused because it could yes, be I in Canada we it could about be, that. Yeah.
0: yeah we have yeah no that's true <laughs> I, I sort of glanced over these with my brain because I just in my like those islands could be anywhere they I and honestly I read the first Two or three of these that I read, I thought they were near the Bahamas, so <laughs> I didn't. I didn't realize that they were in in Georgia. So, um, okay,
1: cool. Valerie, what you got? What have I got? Um, I'm going to talk about uh, "Family for the Farmer" by Laurel Blount. Actually, all of Laurel's love inspired books. I think all of them would qualify for Georgia. This is the first one that I read of hers, and it hooked me on her stories. Um, since the heroine, Emily, who is a single mother of twins, as love inspired heroines often are, <laughs> poor girl, <laughs> um, she is attending the reading of her grandmother's will. Now, she had uh, grown up visiting her grandmother at Goose Feather Farm. Doesn't that sound lovely and romantic? Mm. Um, And so she's assuming that her grandmother has willed her the farm and that she can sell the farm and that she her life in the city will be much easier if she has the money from this farm only to discover that the will is not written that way but that she has to live on goose feather farm and take care of the gardens and the animals uh, for three months before she can claim her inheritance, otherwise it goes to Abel, the guy next door, who has been there for her grandmother, who's a few years older than Emily, and whom she used to tag around behind as a small child visiting the farm. So, um, otherwise, yeah, he gets everything if she fails. Well, I mean, she liked him fine as a little kid, and and she doesn't have anything against him, but she's in dire financial straits so she needs to figure out how to make this farm work so she can stick it out for three months so we have escaping goats and we have chickens that she doesn't know what to do with and we have all all this fun stuff and we have a hero who literally sets aside what he wants to take care of her Mm -hmm. and to help her figure out how to take care of this farm so right there i mean you've got me you've got me with the small farm anyway and then you've got me with this guy who can see past he's not well wealth, wealthy he's not a billionaire by any Farmer. stretch he, yeah. could, he, he could use that farm himself um but he's willing to set that aside and help her figure out how to do it so um so when you say coastal Georgia, this is not coastal Georgia, it's inland. And um, is it typical of Georgia? Well, I don't know enough about Georgia to know that, but it is where it's set. And they have farms. Different. Yes. <laughs> Go with it. I'm going with it.
0: Oh, that sounds fun. That sounds really hmm. fun. My first one is a half made whole by Kalia. Um, okay. It is set in Atlanta um so city right and brexton had was a firefighter but he was in an accident yeah and lost uh his leg or part part of his i believe it's knee, like a knee amputee um right and his physical therapist leighton is a widowed single mom um trying to get back on her feet in a new town and um I think what I loved most about this is that um because Kalia lives she lives in North Carolina but near ish to Georgia um she she gets the south. And so mm-hmm. it 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 felt like Georgia. I lived in Georgia for a little over a year when my husband was in the army. We were down at Fort Benning. And so Georgia is and we lived in South Carolina also, and they're very different. You think they're the South, but culturally, they're actually very different. And this felt like Georgia. I en- I enjoyed it because I feel like um, it would be an ever so slightly different story if she had said it in North Carolina. It, there was yep. enough Georgia in it. For, but I don't know if you didn't know Georgia, if you would feel that way. It, you know, it it might just feel like
2: the South um so what, which, what's which is an example fun. so what's an example of something that's uniquely Georgia first see I'm trying Aussies to have no idea <laughs> figure
0: out what it is and I I don't think I can come up with anything specific because it's just sort of the vibe um the the pace of how they talk um and interact with one another it just well, take felt, your word for it because yeah I'm sorry like Georgians it, yeah it felt Georgia to me. Um, and I, I I appreciated that um, for good or for ill. If you read it and you have lived in Georgia and you disagree, then I apologize. I was a Yankee living in Georgia. So, you know, my, my experience is different. I'm not a native Georgian. Uh, <laughs> so that's my first one. And I think it's the first in that series, if I recall correctly, but it's been a little bit, so I don't know
1: norelle what you got what's next i think okay. i think his sister has the first story Rex isn't assistant. that the prequel oh well isn't that a story that comes before is that i mean
0: <laughs> but if it's not number one in the series i don't know well
2: then pardon me <laughs> but they're all good so go right by
0: right just start <laughs> the beginning and read them all
2: you'll be fine <laughs> Okay, so I'm going to talk about um, Turn With Me by Becky Wade, which is the third book in her Misty River Romance series, which is set in North Georgia. So we're in the mountains... Um, Blue Ridge Mountains I believe I've got my geography right yeah I just love the setting of these books and I'm going to talk about the third one in particular because this is the one that includes a treasure hunt in the story and um, that actually brings you out into the setting so you're not just sitting in a small town or or whatever you actually go out into the um, wilderness a bit in this book as well. And in episode 72, I, it was one of our recent reads episode, I talked in detail about this book. So I'm not going to go back over the plot in any length. You can go listen to that episode. Um, but basically Luke is the hero. He's recently released from jail, the stuff that he'd done when he was younger, and he met Finley's dad in jail and um, basically promised Finley's dad that he would look after her when, she, uh, when he gets out of jail because Finley's father passed away. And Luke's actually there when he passes away. And Finley no, owns an-
0: air are jerker. Right, no kidding. Yeah,
2: it's, this is a deep, this is deep, this book. Like don't, it's not a light read. If you're looking for a light read, do not read this book. It's the wrong one for you okay. at that point in time. But it's a fabulous book. And Finley owns an animal rescue center. She's, um, five years ago, her fiance died in a car crash. And so she oh, just really dying. believes that- this, Yeah, this yeah there's girl. lots of death. Everyone, yeah, there's lots of death in this book. Don't read this if you've got a sensitivity to grief or death either. Just as a trigger warning, it would probably not be a good idea. Um, And so she's just decided that God, her destiny is to be single and that's with her animals and, um, yeah, so it's, this was the one that I didn't necessarily engage and connect with the characters at the beginning. It took me some time to really work out whether I wanted to bond with them or not. But then once I was there, I was there and i could not stop reading once i got past that and finley's one of the miracle five so the setup in the series and this includes any novellas there's a novella connected as well is that they these are the teenagers on a mission trip in el salvador and there was a um earthquake and um these guys survived the earthquake except for luke's brother so we know this from earlier luke had 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 an argument somebody else died oh no (laughs) Yes, there's more death. Luke had had an argument with his brother, his younger brother, and who was being a brat or whatever and said, well, you're going to go to the back of the line. You're not going to be at the front. And because he sent his brother to the back of the line, his brother didn't make it. The rest of them made it and he didn't. So Luke has had to live with the guilt of if I hadn't made that decision and if I hadn't sent my little brother to the back of the line, he may still be alive. Yes, so fabulous book set in North Georgia and, um, yeah, go read it and go check out episode 72 for more information as well.
1: Excellent. Valerie? I am going to go with Walk You There by Dan Thompson. This is book five of Savannah Sweethearts. I chose this one um, specifically because this one the heroine Tamsin is a tour guide so you see a bit more of of Savannah than you do in some of them it's a bit more integral the setting is a bit more integral um and most of Jan's books not all but many of them are set in Georgia anyway Tamsin she lives in a 19th century home in a block that is destined to be destroyed and turned into a steel and glass monstrosity by Ryan's commercial um, uh, architectural company. So this is your your classic: let's preserve history versus no, we need everything make, modern make progress. Yeah, yeah, and. Um, so there's there's a lot of that kind of tension and he goes on some of the tours and tamsin's company as he's trying to figure out because she's like you don't even know what you're destroying and he's like it's just one block and she's like no anyway you need like (laughs) your puppets when you do that you don't even know no no (laughs) um anyway if you're interested in coastal georgia in the savannah area Um, Tybee Island then uh, you probably will enjoy Jan's books and you could start at the beginning of this series but if you just want to see a tour guide and that particular trope then jump right in in the middle with Walk You There.
0: Jan does a really good job of making Savannah feel real. Um, I have been to Savannah. I have read Jan's books I feel like you can walk in savannah in jan's books like if you haven't been to savannah and you Mm -hmm. don't think you ever will read jan's books and then you don't have to go i mean it's they're they're that they're that good i would say Mm -hmm. they they again feel like savannah
1: yeah i i felt mm -hmm. as though i had a a a good grasp of the feel yeah Yeah, you can can almost i don't know smell it taste it whatever Yeah. yeah but you won't smell Luckily, the
0: paper mill that is right at the north end of Savannah, as you're driving down 95 on your way to Disney World. Every time we get we get there, we cross and you're, there's this bridge, and you're going over the bridge, and my boys are like, oh, and it's like, "Yeah, the paper mill is working today." But you get a little further south of it, and then you're fine. Like Savannah, Savannah, the town is fine, but there's a paper mill. If you're on 95, you know
1: where you know when you're at benefit of books is that is that you can evoke the smells that you want um and also like i write a lot of books where people spend a lot of time outdoors and i can just kind of forget the fact that there's mosquitoes too right yes so conveniently she doesn't need to mention the paper mill smells just as i conveniently don't need to have everybody eaten alive by mosquitoes so it's all good
2: or or and i have no idea what what a paper mill smells
1: like (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> it's sulfur it's bad. sulfur basically. oh it's sulfur it's, is, is it oh strong sulfur yeah it's, it's lovely <laughs> <laughs> sorry but we do need papers so you know yes it's kind yes. of necessary um my second one is mistletoe make-believe by amy r anguish and um it is set on saint simon's island georgia Okay. so um not even coastal like island <laughs> georgia island but there's a, is a real, real island a real island yes a real island and it is in i read it in the candy cane wishes and saltwater dreams collection
1: okay
0: um i think she has published it as a standalone as well now
2: i must have I don't
0: read it i think
2: so are all of those books Georgia Island or are they different places they're just
0: all coastal they're just all okay.
2: beaches yeah
0: um so it is a fake relationship between a romance author she goes to St. Simons Island she's behind on her deadline she's supposed to sit in the beach cottage leading up to Christmas and just finish the book like that is her agent is who's also her brother is like and he, he she's his only client He's trying to break into being an agent, so she's like, "Fine, you can be my agent." And so, so because it's her brother, he's like super naggy as well, like way beyond what an agent would normally be, because he's like, "Sis, let's go." So because she's in her. Market. His
1: future is also hinged yes. on her.
0: Yeah. So it starts out. I love the meet cute. Um, she's in church, and this random guy sits down next to her. And scribbles a note and drops it in her lap. And it's basically like, will you pretend to be my girlfriend to get my mother off my back? Um, in church. Uh, in, the church in church. <laughs> um, so he's a single dad. Uh, his mother just is desperate for him to give his daughter a mom and to be dating again. And he's just still consumed by grief. And, and doesn't want this at all, but he's like, it's Christmas, and I'd like to not, just not have to deal with it over Christmas. So I need to know, she agrees, does she scribble it back? Sure, I'd love to. Um, basically, I mean, not, not, I'd love to, but yeah, she basically is like, eh, why not, you know, kind of, but she doesn't really realize what it's going to entail until after she's already agreed so until she um,
2: finds
1: out she's real engaged not just
2: fake engaged <laughs> right exactly so the moral to the story is when you're at church you don't pass notes to people yes, that yeah, can get into trouble notes,
1: especially <laughs> people you don't know yeah
0: so but okay. it's just really it's a fun setup and it continues to just be fun and um she writes christian romance novels and so this comes out and the mother thinks she writes filth and so it's just super does. exposed to not, you know, it's, it's very fun um, and, and light, good, like beachy Christmas read, really enjoyable.
2: Yeah. It sounds fun. Yeah. Do you have another one, We Yeah, at time. I do. And I'll be I'll be quick with this one as well. So I'm going to talk about Uptown Heiress by Lindy Peterson. And I've spoken about this twice before in episode 31, Urban Romance, and episode 39 Reality TV. And this is the one where Grace is a contestant on Love Atlanta style, and they have this big reunion party at a hotel, but not everyone's aware that her father actually owns a hotel. So she's actually an heiress, but that's sort of kept under wraps a bit. And Justin, who's the hero, is the waiter at the um, reality TV show party and um, that's how they meet. And she ends up jumping on a motorbike with him and taking off from the party at some stage. But he really, there's a whole lot of stuff that's in his sort of backstory in his past. He really doesn't like wealthy people for some very legitimate reasons and she's the secret heiress and, um, yeah, Lindy has a lot of fun with that. And I think that's the kickoff. I think it's book one in a series. I actually read in order don't fall over in shock <laughs> <laughs> yes but it's a fun it's a fun book and it kicks off a fun series as well and it is set in atlanta georgia so it's an urban rather than yeah. i've done very well i've got a mountain i've got an island and i've got an urban city setting for georgia at all? Yes. Let's see. did i do that
1: well i had
2: city on the ocean yeah yeah, yeah. and rural
1: yeah yeah well i think yeah yeah I can do a small town now. Sure, go for it. Do it. So, Lindy Peterson, the little black wedding dress.
2: Mm, One of my great
1: regrets in life is that Lindy hasn't written more books to follow that one. I loved that book. It is Mm. probably ten years old. Maybe it is, isn't it? Way, way, it's been out for a long time. Um, I read a bit to refresh my memory. And I just got sucked right back in. Yeah. Yeah. The heroine's name is Honey. She is in her mid-30s. She's back in her hometown because her sister died. And she's going to help her brother-in-law with the two little boys. Um, And she runs into her old flame porter who had money, as you do. Exactly. Exactly. Um, who they had been dating in high school and she had been dreaming of more and then he ran off and married the cheerleader who was pregnant with his baby so she was kind of devastated over that it turns out you find this out in the first chapter that the baby is now a teen mom of her own uh, disconnected from her child like she just like pretends it never happened Mm. So Porter is now the father and grandfather of these two, a, a teenager and an infant, and he begs her help to figure out how to connect his family together. So the little black wedding dress is an interesting thing because she is a wedding dress designer. She had a boutique in Atlanta that she moved to this small town that it hasn't been going so well but um porter's daughter takes an interest in what she's doing there and it's but one of the few things this girl is taking interest in and so there's a there's a whole thing with the black wedding dress because it's not something we think about right black wedding dress Mm -hmm. no way it's like who's going into mourning at a at a wedding right Um, but it's it's a apparently a thing Mm -hmm. so there you go um if you haven't read a Lindy peterson you've got two options presented here today
2: and they're both good they are they are yeah.
0: very both very good all right so my um probably last one <laughs> um because we're we're getting close to time is annie's hope by marilee wren and this is new uh fairly new ish um it is the first in a new series that she's writing and i think it's the only one that's out was the only one that was out when I read it and I don't I think the next one's not out until the the um new year but I could be wrong on that um but anyway it's set in Atlanta and what I really thought was cool about it um is that it is about the village of hope I think that's the series name is village of hope and uh it's uh like a a Nonprofit organization that has uh, purchased an old college campus that is no longer in use, and they've turned it into um, a community basically just to help people. So they have an area for women who are uh, escaping bad home situations, you know, women and children, or who, in this case of Annie, uh, who's the heroine, she just got out of rehab. And uh, so it's sort of almost serving as a halfway house for her um, to, they help with job placement and they provide, you know, a cheap place to stay and job training and interview skills and all this sort of thing. Um, And then they have another section for uh, older people who maybe can't go to a nursing home, but their family won't take care of them, you know, because they can't afford like nursing care. But it's like, anyway, it's really, really interesting. Uh, supported by area churches Um, well anyway she shows up here at the village of hope um, and turns out out that her ex is um, on the board and heavily involved in the day-to-day operation of this and it's not just ex-boyfriend they were married and um, they were high school sweethearts they got married they were both into drugs and stuff together he cleaned up and issued an ultimatum. His father was a, is is a pastor of a local megachurch. So he got clean and he issued this ultimatum to Annie and her, ch- her response to that was just to fly even further off the deep end. So they ended up getting divorced and he's very, very bitter um, about how things went down. I think as you would be, right? And she has turned her life around, but is still sort of riddled with guilt for how things went. And at this point she's out of rehab and she's working to get her children back who are not teens. um So lots of good conflict, not super over the top angsty but just really like real. And then again, just faith arc development, spiritual progression, um, it, it, it would not exist without that faith right. arc um it, mm-hmm. it just wouldn't the book would not work at all if you pulled that out um and uh just really good really really enjoyed it a lot um and I'm looking forward to the rest of the series and I I, mm. I don't know that I've read a lot by Marilee and now I'm like maybe I need to go explore her backlist some because I really she has really- a
1: big backlist yeah she yes. has, I, have, yes. I have read I've read a couple. read a few. I would say I've probably read eight or 10, maybe, but I'm pretty sure that she probably has 40. Yeah. yeah. So oh, I've read a lot wrote, too. She wrote yeah. for Love Inspired for many years yeah. and then she went to Indie. So she's got a lot, of, and some of her stuff is reissues from that, but sure, she yeah. also has been writing new. Yes. Yeah. So
0: yeah. So this is just, I like if if you're looking for. Not super light, but also not deeply heavy, but still just like rich and full. Annie's Hope, really good. Sounds good. Yeah, it yeah, does. I read that one. Yeah. And that, unless you have one you're dying to mention, we're probably at a good place to stop. But I know Valerie wants to mention because we didn't get to a book by
1: all the Inspe Romance authors. <laughs> write in Georgia. So Valerie has a list
0: for
1: you. <laughs> I didn't realize until we started doing this hop through the Southern States, how many of our romance authors write books set in Georgia. And some of them primarily in Georgia. So um, like Jan Thompson, mm-hmm. Akay Leah, Lindy Peterson, um, Carolyn Miller and Tabitha Bolden in the Independence Island series. Um, Marilee, I I had, she wasn't even on my list as a Georgia author. And former Romance author Janet W. Ferguson has books set in Georgia as well, such as The Art of Rivers set on St. Simons. Um, And I think some of her other books as well are set there. So please know that we've just barely scraped the surface of what we know is in Georgia. Um, So if you've got any favorites that we didn't highlight, um, please do. Make yep. a case for them and uh, maybe we'll go read them.
0: Yeah, more than likely. So definitely leave us comments. Please, we enjoy seeing them. And um, let us know, like Valerie said, what, what you've read in Georgia that we missed. <laughs> so we will, um, if you are on YouTube, when you're leaving that comment, uh, hit the notification bell and subscribe so you never miss an episode. And we will look forward to seeing you again next week. In the meantime, don't forget to fall in love with a good book. Bye, everyone.
1: Bye. Goodbye, everyone.